This is an APAC EO production. Welcome to episode 69 of the EO Business Podcast for APAC. I'm Brendan Tarazzi, the host of the show, and today I'm joined with Penny Spencer from Spencer Travel. Good morning, Penny. Good morning, Brendan. Now, uh, I know you've had, like a lot of travel, tr- people in the travel uh, business, had a bit of a rough ride um, over the last 12 to 18 months. How are things, how are things looking now? It's, okay. It feels well, we like have- we're poking our head out a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, it has been a very rough ride. Um, We, obviously, with borders remaining open as in domestic borders, that's been made a big difference. I have both corporate travel and leisure travel. So um, the corporate market is travelling. I specialise in SME. So they don't have huge um, liabilities around travel domestically. So they are travelling. What 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 do you mean huge liabilities? What does that what does that mean? So you're uh, saying so, that bigger companies are reluctant to travel, or yeah, I think you you larger companies have still have quite a few travel bans on because they don't want their employees travelling in case they get you know stuck in Queensland and can't get back. Got it. Whereas SMEs are a lot more flexible around that. Yeah. So, like, if you got stuck in Queensland in a larger company, are you saying that they're up for putting their staff up in hotels? Yeah. or that's right. Or if they had to go under quarantine, they'd have to pay for that quarantine. Got yeah. 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 So there's a there's a lot more regulation around larger companies travelling, yeah. whereas SMEs are a bit more casual around that. And so, do you think that there's an appetite now to jump on planes and do those face to face meetings? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I I travelled last week to a conference and the four flights I travelled on were absolutely full. Uh, I also get a booking report every day from my team and, you know, it's, it definitely there's an appetite for people to be travelling for business. And, and so what is the sweet spot for um, SMEs booking, like using a travel agent versus, I don't know, having someone in the office book the flights themselves? Well, now it's all around the different policies, uh, using your uh, credits. So, you know, obviously that when um, the pandemic happened, there are a lot of people that had a lot of airline tickets already booked that had to go into credit. So to manage those credits is huge. I mean, it takes one of my girls took six hours the other day to actually do a reissue of a credit for a family of five. Oh, my God. Um, it's crazy the amount, and also the airlines change the rules every day. Right. So, um, you know, Virgin has changed their rules about four times, obviously, because at one point they're in, in administration, now yep. they're out of it, and the different owners have different rules. So it's um, it's very complex to be using your credits. Yeah. And for for SME corporate clients, so they they just don't have the expertise to be doing that. So that's number one. Uh, number two is that we will always, you know, if the, the border does shut, which we've had quite a number of those happening, as you know. Do- doesn't take much, does it? Doesn't it's take like... much. And you can be mid-flight and you get to Perth and be told that the border yeah. is shut, you've got to go back. Right. Uh, that's complex too because the flight back is full. You can't get on to Qantas. So using a travel agent, we we manage all of that. Yeah. And the, and the cost to book through... And 
agency such as you is it it's negligible isn't it like it's a, yeah. like 30 30 38 50 or something for a booking fee and you're going to take care of all those hassles yes exactly. i'm assuming yeah 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 the fee, the fees vary um but yeah around anything between twelve dollars to thirty eight dollars um yeah and, and and we do everything and plus we're there 24 hours i think that's another yeah. big point because people um might get stuck in perth and it's after five o'clock in sydney and again they can just call us 24 hours and we'll fix the problem so have, you've got staff working around the clock or it goes through to penny's phone and <laughs> how does that no. how, does, how does that actually work well, you know, when I first started the business 25 years ago, yes, it went through to Penny's phone, yeah. um, but not now. I, I have a team uh, 24-7. Oh, right. They, yeah. Are they, so they, they clock on at 5.30. Are they based locally? Uh, no, they're based all over Australia. Oh, okay, but they're Aussies answering yeah, the phone. Yeah, Aussies. Well, that sounds like a piece of in- interesting technology. So do they work from home or how they do all they work? They all work from home. Oh, wow. So tell yeah. us about that. The call comes in and then it routes to whoever's available. Yeah, so, or... I, so I on-sold that service to uh, 35 other travel agents. Yeah. So they actually service, you know, close to 40 travel agents. Oh, that's amazing. How long so has that been running for? Um, 11 years. Right. And so you developed that bit of that innovation? Yes, I developed that uh, because there was nothing like that in, how it came about is that I had um, some of my staff doing after hours with just their mobile phone 11, yeah. 12 years ago, and yeah. they both resigned on the same weekend. Oh, isn't that lovely? After hours. <laughs> so I thought, well, I'll start this business and yeah. I'll sell it to other travel agents. So that's, that's oh. what I is that is that a separate thing to Spencer Travel? or It is. It's called 24-7 Solutions. Oh, right. I think I've... Oh, I think I may have heard of that before. So that's a separate, that's a separate business, and travel agents yeah. subscribe to. How, yes. How does that? What does that business model look like? Uh, so they pay a subscription fee. Uh, yeah. So there's gold, silver, platinum. Yeah. Different subscriptions depending on if they just want weekends to be covered, or they want the whole week, or they want um, just public holidays, or everything covered. Oh, okay. So it depends on what they want as to what they pay per annum, and then they're charged per call. Okay. So if if their client calls in and says, I'm stuck in Hobart, yep. that's $35. If then they have to call out to call a hotel to say the client's not going to arrive, that's also $35. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's called 35 in and out. Wow. Okay. So it could get quite expensive if there's hassles. Yeah, but, you know, most travel agents don't want to be doing that themselves. Oh, no, no. So is that, is that, um, is that business sort of ramping up now? Yeah, look, over COVID, because some of our travel agent clients have government, they have medical, they have insurance companies, uh, they have been working, but yeah. not, to the, not to what they would normally be working. Yeah. But it is ramping up a bit now. Yeah, and then so in a way, every time there's a border closure, that's a, you know, it sounds yeah. it's a positive for you in, oh, in yes. on it, the other business, and that's right, creates yeah. headaches for you at, at Spencer Travel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, they call that the yin and the yang. 
Yeah, that's right. You're losing money on one side and gains yeah. money on the other. Right. Okay, then. And so is there any plans to grow 24-7? Yeah, so during COVID, it's been interesting, actually, because there's been quite a few boutique hotels that don't want to be paying for a night manager to sit there all night, you know, in case someone calls and says they've lost their key. Mm. So we've been um, marketing that our service to yep. uh, boutique hotels and we've actually got a couple of boutique hotels using us now instead of paying a night manager. And then how do you know it's boutique hotel A calling? Like is there call so announcements our, or? That's our technology on our phones. So yep. each each um, company has their own number and it yep. flashes up on our screen yep. that it's um, Brendan's business. So they'll yep. answer the phone. Good yeah. afternoon, Brendan's business. And then how do, how are they across all those different businesses? They have the... uh, they have access to all of their um, technology or their back office. Oh, okay. And their reservation system. Yeah, that's that's the travel agent side, but the um, hotel side is really just they just need some security codes and yeah. Then they have a phone number to ring the actual general manager if it was something out yeah. of control, like someone was having a party in the room and people were complaining. Yeah. So they basically, when they don't want to answer the phone anymore, they put their diversion onto the number that you have and then it, it call announces XYZ Hotel or or yep. um, travel agency, what it is, whatever it is, and then you solve the problems for them. Yes. Oh, that sounds great. I like that. Yeah, so we've expanded into a few different areas. Also an IT company that just wanted a call centre to someone to answer the phone if there were problems and then we pointed in the right direction of the person that needs to fix it. So over COVID, we've definitely pivoted that business to other areas. Yeah, yeah. Now, New Zealand has opened their borders. Um, is there a bit of an appetite for people to cross the ditch? Yes, there is from a leisure perspective, not yeah. so much corporate, but definitely yeah. leisure. The ski season obviously is the big one. Yeah. Um, everyone wants, because they have such a great ski season, so people are, um, you know, and obviously better mountains than what, than what we do. So, yeah, yeah. definitely yeah. we're getting bookings for that. Yeah. Oh, that's good. And um, what was I going to say? So the, the corporates are a little bit worried about, again, sending their people over um, to New Zealand in case they, someone catches a cold and they have to shut the whole book. <laughs> yeah, because New Zealand's <laughs> been a bit, like, Queens, a bit yeah. like Queensland and WA, you know, shut the borders at the drop yeah. of a hat. So, yeah, uh, yeah there's, there's definitely caution from the corporates around that. There's a bit of travel intra-New Zealand from some of our corporates. Yeah. But um, not not hugely across the Tasman. Hmm. That, that should change longer borders stay open. And then the, that's what I was going to ask you about. Like it seems like the whole of Australia, whenever you travel out of the main cities, like the regional areas and any kind of tourist areas seem to be jam-packed with people. How do you get yeah. around that? Is yeah, that a supply issue at the moment? Yeah, availability is really really tough so we're just talking to our clients about booking in advance so if they do want to go to New Zealand for school holidays in September they need to be booking that now um, we're telling clients to book for next year yeah uh, it's it's just a lack of availability in both New Zealand and Australia which is also caused by lack of staff right yeah so it's a cascading 
a cascading thing like the tourism operators can't get the staff to run the restaurant or do the cleaning or that's right and then so they've got reduced capacity and and on the other side there's the demand is higher than usual because you can't go overseas yes and um there's a particular hotel that one of our clients told us about the other day who when when they checked in they got a piece of paper saying unfortunately we're understaffed and you might wait a long time for your coffee and your room (laughs) might not be cleaned and you know setting that expectation even though they've charged full rate so it's you know puts puts a bad taste and you know people just think well why am i paying full rate and i'm not getting the full experience yeah yeah there's a lot happening behind the scenes yeah i'm surprised that the unemployment rate isn't lower than what it is because gee if you wanted a job it seems like there's work everywhere particularly yeah exactly i think i think what josh brunberg is saying is that it's all the people that are working two jobs that's why the unemployment rate you know Uh, looks okay what about the um, what about the government? Have they been have they been supportive of the situation that the travel business is in? Because I mean, it's a critical. I'd say it's a pretty critical part of our economy. What have what's the government done to um, I don't know lend a hand or yeah yeah look the government have obviously JobKeeper that was for everyone not just for the travel industry and that definitely helped us get through. Uh, since then, we've been lobbying as an industry for um, some travel agent grants. Yeah. Uh, and they have come through. The, the, there was a lot of work involved in getting the first grant, um, but now they're talking about the second, third and fourth. Oh, wow. So what, what does that involve? Um, so basically you have to prove that, you know, you're more than 50% down yeah. in your usual revenue. And, yeah. Um, and then it's on a sliding scale based on how much your income is as to how much you get from the government. Yeah, yeah. And so that's come through now or? Yeah, so I got round one last week. Round two we've applied for and they're yeah. talking about doing a round three and four because while international borders are closed, the government realises that we can't live off just domestic only. Yeah, yeah. So you were... Um... I guess the, the bigger amount of staff you have, the bigger the the effect it's going to be. Like if you're a flight centre, how you know how must they be going at the moment? Maybe. Well, I mean, as everybody probably knows, you know, they've shut over 250 shops. Oh right, okay. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know that, but I'm not surprised. Yeah. Yes, yes. So I mean, you know, flight centre was pretty much on every corner, um, and that was their model to compete against each other, but they've had to shut a lot of shops and, um, you know, absolutely pulling back on staff. They've made a lot of redundancies. Mm. So we're all feeling it. And then um, yesterday we got an announcement from Qantas. I think you would have seen Alan Joyce yesterday made some um, international crew redundant. Well, he also told us that once international starts, travel agents will no longer be paid their commission. So right. they cut, cut us off at the knees as well. So is this like part of a, I don't know, a digital, like I, I was thinking about the trend, like say 20 years ago I used to use a travel agent, but then in the last, I don't know, say if I was going to Bali or overseas, I would tend to just book the flights myself. Do you think this is part of a, and, and then I've recently, you know, I 
I, I've come around to the idea of using travel agents again because it's such a headache to all the things that can go mm. wrong at the moment. Um, is is it the model of a travel agent's needs to change? Because like, I guess I'm I'm in the habit now of you know everyone's got access to the internet, so you can it's transparent. You you have full transparency on the cost of hotels and flights mm-hmm. and all of that. So how do you pivot to as an agency to get that message through that you can add extra value? Well, I think firstly, with COVID, as I said earlier, you know, travel agents are needed more than ever now um, to hold everybody's hand through. Even when international opens, you know, if you go to Rome and then from Rome you go to Germany, what are you going to need to go from Italy to Germany? Do you need a vaccine pass or do you need a negative test? You know, it's just going to be so much more complex. So we need to get that message out there that we're there to hold your hand through the next round of, you know, whatever it looks like for travelling. But apart from that, the added benefits, again, it's a new marketing, but, you know, talking to people about the fact that, yes, you can book the Four Seasons online and you'll get a rate, but you book it with a travel agent, someone like us, you'll get breakfast thrown in, a spa treatment and probably a credit for your food and beverage. Yeah. So it's education, really. Yeah, yeah. So I wonder that strategy that Qantas have said, like there's no incentive for, wouldn't you just go to Emirates or a different, do you, do you know yeah. what I mean? Like you just go, okay, well, see you later, Qantas. That, we would love to do that, but the problem is Qantas is a national carrier. People yeah. want to travel Qantas because it's safe. It's a national carrier and they earn their frequent flyer points and they want their status of platinum. So effectively they said you've got to work for nothing. Yeah, 1% they're going to give us. So we've gone from 5% to 1%. Right. That's half a million off my bottom line. Wow. Okay, that's well, that sucks. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, and, look, I get it. Qantas is in trouble too. They're losing $2 billion. Um, yeah. You know, we're all in a difficult position but i think right now for them to have done that to the travel industry when we're already on our knees yeah yeah it's pretty we're, we're all pretty upset by it you don't think it's just a bit of a a share market stunt to try and push up their share price at how fiscally responsible they're being it could be but i think it's also been probably in their plans for a while yeah uh, because we lost commission on domestic oh probably 10 years ago. Oh, and that's why there's a booking fee, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. So you can, so if you're a consumer, you can book through a travel agency, you'll get the same prices that are online um, and you just pay a small booking fee to, for the work that you guys have to do to, saves you having, saves you as the individual having to do it. Yeah, and I think what people need to realise is that we're we're professionals. Yeah, you know, we're very highly trained. We um, you know travel so that we know the product really well, mm. and we should be paid as professionals, just like your accountant and your lawyer. Yeah, yeah. Um, what about some kind of you? You I've seen it now on Amazon Prime and a few other services where you pay a yearly fee, and that includes all your deliveries. Yes. That might be, that could potentially be an idea where for frequent travellers they could, I don't know, pay $1,000 yeah. a year to retain your services. and. 
yes, exactly. I mean, I think that they're going, there are going to have to be changes in the model now yeah. that, you know, we're going to lose commission. And once the national carrier starts with that, the rest of the carriers will probably follow suit. Yeah. Uh, or they may go, actually, you know what, we are going to support you and we are going to give you 8% commission instead of 5 That would be nice. But yeah. I think in this environment, they'll probably just follow what Qantas has done. Just follow the status quo. And that's when we have to change our model. So I'm a customer. I come to you. I go, Penny, I haven't been on holidays for, um, I don't know, since the beginning of uh, 2020. Yeah. What would you recommend? Where's Where where are some great places at the moment um, for people to get away to? Maybe maybe some things that, I don't know, aren't, um, are a little bit out of the normal. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, we... We don't have a lot to play with in Australia. Yeah. Uh, even though we're a very large country, you know, there's 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 all sorts of things that you could do. But the, I think some of the different ones are definitely um, up in the um, top of WA where you swim with the sharks. Oh, yeah. Ningaloo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're getting a lot of inquiries for that area because people just want to do something different. Yeah. Um, and obviously the top end, people have, you know, Australians never really travelled within Australia a lot. So they're all saying, you know, we want to do Uluru, we want to do the top end, we want to do something different, Kimberley's. Yeah. Um, so Which is fine. You just have to make your own bed in the morning at the hotel. That's right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and make your own coffee in yeah, the room. Yeah. Yeah. It's completely um, natural. Yeah. But, you know, even places that people don't think about, like Lord Howe Island, the Norfolk Island, they you can go there even though they're, I mean, Lord Howe is part of New South Wales. Yeah. And, and they're different experiences as well. So there, there's lots of places that people just don't think about going. Yeah. Have never gone to because they go overseas. The only issue with Lord Howe Island is that they have an opening in uh, the tail end of 2023. That's right. <laughs> we've only got the we've issue. only got one week left. We've got a two bedroom, two star hotel. Um, yeah, that's exactly right. The availability is definitely an issue, and that's why people just have to book in advance. I was reading in the paper yesterday um, a guy called Jerry Swartz who owns a whole heap of hotels, and he was saying that yeah. we need to promote this staycation idea where um, you know we have these amazing events in our own city, and then that causes i don't know causes people to go out or get yeah. people from other cities to come and stay so yeah well that's kind of what sydney's done with vivid you know true. that, that true. brings everybody into sydney over winter which i think is great and that was a massive downturn last year when they cancelled that for all the you know the restaurants and the bars and mm. Well, I know the likes of Destination New South Wales are really promoting the whole visitor economy. Yeah. You know, so intra-state travel and trying to get more, you know, conferences within our own state and just getting people moving around the yeah. state. So um, I think the government have definitely cottoned on to that idea of promoting what we've got here. Yes. It's such a beautiful country. I mean, it's um, we've got so much to offer, but I think we've all been conditioned just to jump on a plane. Absolutely. But the, the issue that we're going to have with all these hotels that have been full and have also probably been a bit, we don't really need your business, we're busy, 
they're going to suffer when the borders open. You're right. Okay. Because everyone. You mean that you mean the, you're 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 talking about the international borders. The international borders. So you know, people are saying, "I can't wait to go to Hawaii. I can't wait to go to Fiji. Yeah. Can't wait to go to Bali." Um, so you know, all those all those Australian resorts that have been so busy. So I think you know, make hay while the sun shines. Yeah. Most yep. definitely. Yeah, 100%. Um, so what's your view on uh, when things are going to open up again? Well, it all comes back to the vaccination. So yep. I would say, you know, they're saying another year. They're saying end of June 2022. Mm-hmm. I would like to see it happen before that. Yeah, um, of course. Based on the vaccination numbers. But, you know, Gladys is saying if she gets a certain percentage of vaccinations, she'd open New South Wales international oh. border. Oh, right. And she can um, do that. So she, apparently she can do that. So wow. Okay, that's interesting. New South interesting. Wales might be flying out to Hawaii before Queensland and WA. That, I mean, I'm trying to think of all the logistics of that. Like you have people travelling up by car from Melbourne and using New South Wales as their gateway out. Anyway, yeah, which is what happened to New Zealand. Yeah. They, they yeah. were flying into New Zealand to get Yeah, spirit. 100%, 100%. Yeah. Okay, Penny, well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. If people want to find out um, a little bit more about your service, what's your website? Uh, very easy, www.spencertravel.com.au. Yep, and uh, just... We didn't even talk about EO, but how long have you been a member for? You've been uh, 12 years. 12 years, amazing. Yeah, love EO. Yeah, awesome. Okay, thank you so much, Penny. Thanks, Brendan. You've been listening to an APAC EO production. I hope you've been enjoying listening to the podcast. If you are, it'd be great if you could help us out by leaving us a review and sharing this with friends and colleagues.